Hello and welcome to Guess the Handicaps, your weekly GEA preview show where we, that's right, guess the handicaps. I'm Mick McCarthy and delighted to be joined today by PJ Brown and Gary Connaughton who are going to guess the handicaps for us. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. We're here with you every week with football and hurling shows. Let's get to it. Now, lads, I say we're here with football and hurling shows every week, but before we start this week, we're only doing a football show this week, and that's because I'm putting my foot down. You know, I'm well known as a hurling man in these parts, as you know, but I'm looking at the hurling fixtures this week, and I'm just going, these are feckin' preseason friendlies because there's nothing to play for whatsoever. There's may okay, I'll tell you what there's to play for. There's the winner of a joint league title between Tipperary, <laughs> uh, Waterford, Galway, and Cork. A little bit less so Waterford. They need a they need a bit of a miracle. Um, Limerick are out of things. They have nothing to play for in one B. Kilkenny have already won it. Uh, they're already joint champions. <laughs> and uh, Wexford, Clare, uh, Dublin, and Antrim all have nothing whatsoever to play for. Neither do Leash and Westmead, who are both already consigned to a relegation playoff. There's nothing they can do to alter their fate this week. And you're thinking to yourself, like, I don't know whether every everybody is just so down and hurling in general at the moment that this has just really annoyed me. But it's like, what a waste of a league uh, season. Like, I know the league is never quite championship, but it always matters somewhat. And it especially matters come the last week. And this week is just a throwaway. We're just we're two weeks away from the championship. Brilliant, can't wait for it. But I'm not going to pay too much attention this week. There, there is an irony, I, I think, in that with some teams you will see probably their strongest teams that they, that they'll be cooking with the full recipes this week because they're two weeks out from the championship. So, say like Clare and Waterford, Clare, Clare playing Kilkenny, Waterford are playing Tip. I think that mm. you're likely to see their full team and like you you might not have they not might not have been going full tilt in previous weeks but i think they probably will this probably will this week because you would think you're not going to get better prep for a championship game than like than player playing kilkenny and water playing tip so yeah that, that's that's one thing to think about but yeah in general i mean these are fair they're quite meaningless games i guess yeah yeah, it's something you could probably kind of see coming because of the format as well. Because, like, obviously, we're going to be talking about football, but there's so much to play for there because there's relegation, promotion, uh, like semi finals, I know, and Division One and stuff are a bit of a farcical. But, uh, like, in general, it's just you're all this was always going to happen. So, we think, and it just kind of caps off what's been a very disappointing campaign overall in terms of entertainment value, I'd say. Yeah, I agree with that. And let's hope the championship picks up. The one thing uh, to counter your PJ, I hope you're right and I'm wrong, but my worry would be the famous don't show your cards mentality mm. uh, in, in GA in general and especially in hurling, as you would wonder if like the fact that Clare have somewhat rescued their campaign after the defeat to Antrim and, and even Wexford and, and you know had that kind of w- good win against Dublin at the weekend and now they're playing Kilkenny, there's nothing to play for. I just wonder, will they kind of be going whole hog or will they be saying this is all about Waterford now, you know? Um, so it could make for a time. And look, I mean, if, you know, Tip, Cork, Galway are all taking things seriously to go and try and win 1A, I suppose, of Waterford, they'd be 1A champions, then it could make for an interesting weekend because all those teams are playing each other. Uh, those that they, They'll be the two big matches this week, Cork versus Galway and Waterford versus Tip. Let's get on to the football, though, because it is more interesting, as you said. Funnily enough, we're going to start. I'm going to divide it up. We'll go through all the fixtures of the games. We'll only do the handicap for, I think, five of them is what we're going to do. But um, we're basically, it's there's a there's a promotion half of every um, every division and there's a relegation half. 
the obviously uh, the exception is division one where you can't get promoted any further and obviously division four where there's a shield final randomly that i didn't know about i have to be honest between sligo and wexford but the i actually think the one the the, the, the two games we can spend least time on here lads is the semi-finals because even though there is a league title here it just feels so close to championship that i think some i, I you know this is a we'll start with kerry and tyrone it's in killarney it's a long out trip for tyrone and you know they're only a couple of weeks away from playing championship football um but we're we're gonna guess the handicap in this kerry have you been have you been happy with kerry so far this year um pj is it is it what you would have liked to see after the disaster of 2020 yeah uh you know if it's surprised anyone to really learn that attacking football suits kerry you know it's uh it's like saying you know portrait painting suits van gogh or something like that you know it's like <laughs> it, it it is what they do like uh Carrier playing clear in two weeks. Like it's, it's hard to know what these these teams are going, what kind of teams they're going to put out here. Carrier are playing in two weeks, so you would think they would go with a strong team. Whereas Tyrone are playing in four weeks against Cavan. So another yeah, example. Of the league. Time in the league, in the well, meantime, you know, maybe, maybe perhaps. Uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 quite. It's not it's not easy to know how like how how serious these teams are going to take it. Um, Kerry at home. Tyrone having to travel all the way down to Kerry for some reason. It makes no sense whatsoever. Why not play that in the middle of the country somewhere? Um, Kerry minus two is my guess in this. Okay. The challenger. The champion goes first. Sorry, I forgot that, PJ. I forgot oh. to tell people this. Gary had been undefeated up until last week. I threw myself in as, a, as, a, as both the referee and the contestant in a triple threat <laughs> match last week. I was absolutely hammered. But Gary had his title taken off him. Can you win it back, Gary? I will, tell under, you, uh, yeah. I will tell you that you've a chance to steal here. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm i under big pressure this week. I've never come in this position before, so I, I don't know how to go. But, yeah, PJ's right about this game. It just feels so pointless bringing Tyrone all the way down to Kerry for what is probably going to be a mean in the semi-final. But, uh, yeah, minus so PJ about minus two. I'd say probably minus three. I think minus one's probably a bit close. I think with Kerry at home and doubts over how strong teams will be, I'd say minus three is more likely. Okay, and minus three it is. So Gary gets off the mark with a big win. Uh, you know, take, taking the 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 champions' advantage away from PJ as we go in. The other game that's on Saturday at five o'clock, lads, live on TG Carter. Straight after it, live on TG Carter. Both semi-finals are live. Um, at quarter past seven, Dublin versus Donegal. Um, we won't do the handicap of this. It's Dublin minus four, but it's you know in Breffney Park because Dublin are the only team that aren't allowed to have home advantage anymore how ironic uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to this in a way because like Donegal are kind of consistently that team that you fancy against Dublin but never quite get the job done you know mm. 2014 is still too fresh yeah, in the memory it's a long time ago now, <laughs> yeah yeah um uh, okay well let's move on to the relegation uh playoffs then so you know um that their semi-finals probably bigger games for all four teams involved are basically what are these relegation playoffs between our man ross common uh sunday three o'clock that's on ga go if you want to watch that our uh, man minus two for that game to stay in division one at the first attempt and then monaghan versus galway in clonus uh this is an interesting one i want you to guess the handicap on it and i'm going to send it to you first gary yeah, uh, like we were talking about the kind of Dublin not being the only team or the only team that aren't allowed to play at home. Port Joyce was absolutely fuming over fixing this game. Why. Yeah, like for them to 
I know obviously they were punished for their training breach or whatever, but then to kind of be rewarded for being punished for what is like pretty much the biggest game of their se- like their season so far, it just seems absolutely crazy. Like I just have a couple of quotes here. He's like he said it was a joke, and uh, he says they were being rewarded for breaking a, key- a curfew, and I find that unbelievable. So like if I could imagine if Galway do end up losing this game then like he's gonna be very very unhappy with now again it's not going to be in front of twenty thousand Monaghan fans or anything so it would probably not much of an excuse as would be normally but i find this game re- i find this game really hard to call like it's i don't know like neither team have been great obviously as evidenced by the fact that they're in this game in the first place but galway especially um i don't know i think I, i'll go Monaghan minus one just because they're at home, I think. I think it's going to be like a coin flip, really. Mm. That is exactly what I was thinking with Monaghan minus one as well. <laughs> uh, Monaghan haven't won a game since before the pandemic. Like they, they are badly in need of a win. They lost. I think they, they beat they beat Armagh or not Armagh uh, Mayo just before the uh, the pandemic kicked in and last they lost four games. I think they ended up drawing with me the last game of the league last year, and then they obviously lost the cabin in the first round. So they're like Monaghan are badly in need of a win here um they, there are signs to change it like they've they brought in they, they've got Tony Buckley in there now who is the you know the tackling, the, the tackling guru uh so he hasn't been working them for very long um yeah the Galway like after after losing after being absolutely hockeyed by Kerry like Galway no like uh, Galway no surprise they like they put on a life jacket after nearly drowning against Kerry and went far more defensive against uh, against the Roscommon in Dublin. Like it is very hard to game to call. I I'm gonna I go to say Galway minus one because for, for no other reason other than I I think it's probably it probably was minus one minus one. But oh, just to say something oh, different here, it is. Monaghan minus one, as Gary predicted. So it's the 2 0 lead. It is interesting, though. I do think that you're right about them going more defensive. And it's kind of a pity in a way. It'd be nice for them to find that balance. And maybe this is how they do it. They play out a league like this. And by the time the championship comes around, they found that nice balance. But, uh, you know, I do think that Monaghan showed signs of life in that game against Donegal that was exciting and it could, they could spring to life. I suppose Galway showed signs. At times, maybe against Dublin, but mainly in the in the Roscommon match, that they might have something more to offer. And it's like you want both of these; either of these teams could click on any day. We kind of know that the talent's there, so that's why I'm most interested in this. But actually, it's it's funny when you were saying Gary about the um about Clonus maybe not making that much of a difference because it's got to be nobody there. I kind of regretted maybe was not talking more about our man Roscommon because if anybody watched Antrim and Wexford in the hurling last week, whatever about it was given out about. The hurling season and everything and this was a good game regardless i know you were watching it gary but the difference that having a crowd at a ga match even a small one made it was just phenomenal i think this is one of the most old hat conversations that could possibly be had over the last three or four months every sport has had this conversation we've all talked about it but i actually can't pass without saying it because it really did make that much of a difference it was phenomenal yeah. wasn't it? it it felt like a big championship game like a final or something just because people are so pumped up to get in there as well like it was absolutely brilliant to see and like let's be fair sport hasn't been great over the last year just because of the fans and like you don't like i know people have said it many times but you don't really appreciate how much of a difference they will make until they have kind of come back slowly now so yeah definitely and hopefully we'll see more of it over the summer 
yeah, hopefully we see more of it in, in the Republic as well. But in, in the South, in the North uh, this weekend, you've got big games, but they're all on GEA goal as far as I know. But Armagh Roscommon relegation from Division 1 at play, uh, down leash relegation from Division 2 at play, and Derry Limerick, uh, which promotion to Division 2 um, is on the cards there. So that's a good bit to keep, like again, I would be seeking out these games if you, if like me, you're just done with the soulless <laughs> of uh, of watching empty crowd uh, GA games. Moving on to Division Two, lads. This is we're going to pick one one from the promotion and one from the relegation here again. Um, so basically, these are semi-finals. There will be a final, but this is the big game for both Clare Mayo and for Kildare Mead because you win and you're promoted. It's a straight, you know, knockout almost. Um, let's start with Clare versus Mayo. They won the draw for this to be an Ennis, um, but Mayo obviously will be the fancy team. They met in the championship a couple of years ago. I don't know if everybody remembers, but Claire gave Mayo a very the good Mayo team a very good game. Um, it was kind of one of the many, you know, almosts that Claire seemed to have in the championship. But the one thing that they have going for them, PJ, is that in the league sometimes they turn those almosts into actual wins. Yeah, they, that I think that was 2017. Was, was that the game you were talking about, Mick? Yeah, yeah. I think it was, um, Mayo won by yeah, Mayo won by seven. This is the first time these two teams. Yeah, yeah. was it seven? Is yeah. that? Yeah, I think it was, it was seven, close yeah. all the way through. So sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the first time these two teams have met in the league since 2002, which is uh, near, nearly nearly 20 years. Really incredible. Um, I think you're right. Like. Like just Mayo, like uh, sorry, just uh, Claire, like staying in Division Two is pretty much job done, I guess. And that like you know getting up to Division Division One is would be an incredible achievement by them. Um, I, Mayo's probably going to have too much. Both both these teams are playing the fortnight again, which I I don't know how much that like factors into their thinking. Like it's a like it's a Claire playing Kerry in a fortnight, Mayo playing Sligo. Yeah. Um. May I Mayo just. Uh, Mayo have to get promoted, though, don't they? Like, yeah. I mean, this is do or die. Like, this is they'll fancy themselves to beat Sligo regardless, but they have to. Like, they're a Division One team that got caught in the hop a little bit last yeah. year, and they can't really afford to not be in there. They're in possibly the top three teams in the country. Yeah, uh, I think Mayo definitely win this. Mayo minus five. Okay, Gary. Yeah, like it's kind of the exact opposite of what we're talking about in some of the division one semifinals. And this is like a massive game for both teams, because like you're saying, they are definitely going to want to be up in division one. And for Claire, it would be a huge achievement to get up there as well. So even though championship is in two weeks, or maybe because championship is in two weeks, I think this game will be, is a big game that will be in high intensity and both teams will be going to have letter in it. But I think like PJ was saying, Mayo will have too much for them. So PJ said minus five, was it? Yeah. Minus six. I'll go the other way. Wow. Gary is on fire today. Ah. An unassailable <laughs> lead. Three out of three. It is Mayo minus six. That is a great pick. I mean, PJ brought you almost there, in fairness. Mm. like, But I wouldn't have had it that big at all. And maybe that's just my Claire bias, lads. But I don't know. Like, for me, there's a, there's a cruelty almost to this Claire situation. You know, everybody's praising them. We're talking about how great it all is that they're in division two again and they were fighting for promotion instead of relegation and were writing pieces about how they're being disrespected by the national media and so on and so forth and then you know you've got to play you've got two weeks left in your year basically or three weeks i suppose in two two games in which you have to play the top two of the top three teams in the country and you have to win them both or else your summer is over before it starts and you're kind of left where you were and for all the talk mm -hmm. of Colin Collins and all, it's very hard 
to grab that brass ring sometimes, you know, when these kind of things happen. You know, what are the chances of a team as good as Mayo being in Division 2 in this year where they have their chance? You know, it's um, it's a pity, I would say. But, look, I don't think they'll – like, the fact that they got the home advantage, I don't think they'll be thinking of it as the fait accompli that maybe we are. So we'll see no. what happens on Sunday, one forty-five live on TG Car. Got something said there, Gary? Sorry. No, I was just going to say because there's no qualifiers this year as well. Like a, yeah, a team exactly. like Clare, a team like Clare, like even if they lose the first round of championships, like oh, they could have a good chance of putting a run together. But it's just so unlucky. It's just the way it is now. Yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah, that's a monster's easy unless you're not Kerry, in which case you might drop Kerry <laughs> in the first round. That's one of those things. Yeah. You know? um, the other, the other promotion game and just as big a t- game for both teams, but maybe not with as interesting a handicap, is the the battle of Leinster, uh, Kildare versus Mead. Uh, it's live on GEA Go. Uh, does anyone have have one word predictions for the handicap for this one? That's not 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 in the official format. Uh, given given how uh, little. Uh, Jack O'Connor thinks. Sorry, this isn't one word, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, little Jack. You broke yeah, like, the rules, but I'm okay with it. You do wonder, like, uh, how, how much of an advantage playing in Newbridge is for Kildare, given how much Jack O'Connor seems to despise it. Um, so I don't. Know, do you mead think of? Do, is it is it upper hand mead here? Do you know the uh, given that they're? Uh, I don't know, given the. O'Connor would prefer to be playing in a much larger pitch, and Newbridge it just seems it's too it's too tight for him. Um, so yeah, I. It's a very hard game to call. Me like maybe Mead minus one. Yeah, I probably would have said Mead minus one as well if I had to guess. And you're about right. You know what? I'm going to give PJ a bonus point for that just to keep this alive. It's three <laughs> here. It's three one. That was a that was a, a bonus unscheduled uh, handicap in there. He nailed it. In fairness. Um, okay, very GA thing advantage. to do. It's like bringing emergency legislation here in the middle of the uh, in the middle of a competition, yeah. And we don't need votes when you've got a dictator in charge either, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I would actually be encouraged though, if I was Kildare about like the needing a bigger pitch because they play in Leinster, there's going to be a huge amount of their games played in 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 Crow Park or even in bigger pitches like Omor Park or Tullamore and stuff like that. They don't, they're the one county that don't really need to have a, a, a game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, for their home ground, you know what I mean. They're, like the championship games aren't going to be there anyway. So um, let's move on to the relegation games. Cork don't want to be going back down to Division Three. All they have to do is beat Gary's poor old Westmead. They're fighting relegation in the hurling. They're fighting relegation in the football. Gary, can you see them? Um, can you see them causing an upset in Porky Cueve? Another another uh, another team playing a home game because their punishment came so early that the important game mm-hmm. is back at home. Yeah, uh, look, we're putting out fires all over the place in Westmead at the minute, but uh, I'd like Cork have to count themselves unlucky to be even in this game in the first place. Like to win two of your three games and then end up a game away from being relegated if you lose to a team who've lost all of their games. But I suppose that's just the kind of the way the format is this year. Like to be fair to Westmead, like they they were in probably you would have said before the season started anyway the tougher of the two uh, Division Two groups. Like, and they could have easily got a couple of wins there in those games against um, who's it, Mead and the other team, I can't do or escape me at the, or down, yeah. So, like, yeah. they're they're running with a shout there. So, but I think Cork will be favourites, of course, being in Cork and the fact that they've won games. How good I'm trying, like, I suppose it's kind of a, the bookies might see it kind of comparable to Clare and Mayo, uh, although Cork aren't as strong as Mayo. So, I'm gonna say maybe minus five for Cork. Will be the bookies. Feels like a lot to me. Minus yeah, five. yeah. I, 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 pub- I just always, I always find there's public money behind some of those, like the likes of Cork, Dublin, Mayo, Kerry. 
they always yeah. maybe get an extra point. But. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe the way people think about this car team has probably changed. I, I think a bit, like a like a yeah. good bit. That they don't, they don't, they're not rated as highly as they would have been in the past. I thought Mead were really were good against Mayo. They were like only lost by three, I think. They were they, mm. they, like they. I thought they performed really well against what it was like the best team in the division. Um, like Cork in that game against Clare, it was very strange. They needed to win by, I think it was a three. And at times they were like, Yo, where's the urgency? You, like, do you not know what what the result required result here is to, to stop you from going down? Um, or not going down, but to be in this relegation game versus yeah. being in like the promotion game. Straight, like, because although like this positions in this league don't uh, directly decide who will play in the Talton Cup, uh, next year, if it goes ahead, and you presume it will go ahead next year, uh, like you would prefer to be in Division Two rather than Division Three, like you know, rather than or Division just, One, as they could have had the yeah. chance. To be, well, yeah, know, no, exactly, yeah. Yeah. guarantee themselves that they'd be in the championship next year, no matter what happens. You know, you know I was you, very frustrated with that because, like, I, even as a Clare fan watching it, it's like, and I think the three of us actually were all were were talking as it was happening, but like they they. It would really worry me for the team because I don't I don't know if it was a lack of urgency because they didn't care, which would worry me, or that the fact that they didn't know, which would make me really worry about management. Because when Claire equalized late on, Cork immediately upped their game, scored straight away, and looked comfortable, and then backed off again. Absolutely yeah. bananas. Like they yeah. easily could have won that game by three points. I yeah, I I don't think it's gonna be minus five. I gonna like I, I had minus three written down here, but, uh, you know, because, because I'm playing the game here. I just got to say minus four. Well, no matter what I do, emergency legislation, uh, diktats, whatever, I can't stop Gary getting it right every single time. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a minus five. There's nothing I can do to keep it alive. The other relegation game in um, in Division 2, I think we'll have slightly less interest, but again, we'll have a crowd in Nori um, down versus Leash. Leash have been very poor uh, so far this year, down did get the win against um against Westmead um to keep them at least you know I don't know some so, some semblance of uh confidence going into this game that's down minus two uh going on to the promotion games then in division three we're gonna do our first division or maybe our second division three game of the year uh the first one though is Derry versus Limerick Limerick like it, it is good to see Limerick we were having conversations when we were doing the the so-called weaker podcast as it was called maybe three years ago, PJ, where we were talking about mm. Ireland Limerick, the worst football team in the country. And now they're in a promotion playoff in Division 3. You know, that's a it's a great turnaround. It is actually good to see. It just shows you the good work that Limerick GEA are doing. It's like it's quite obvious from the hurling. But, like, that's extended all the way through to football as well. Yeah, Billy Lee, like, obviously deserves, a, a, like, a lot of credit. I think 2016, am I right in saying he's been in there since? Um, done a really good job. Uh, like, like, it's been, like, a slow kind of grind for them. Uh uh yeah uh they like, won't be there either no no the, the great entertainers of the of the entire league really the like scores yeah. would be unbelievable Twi- tw- I, I, 21 points 513 and 116 a, a meager 116 against against uh ulster champions cabin yeah <laughs> two of the nicest jerseys in the country this year as well yeah I find absolutely. that post on, on on the site of all this year's home jerseys there's a plug we're, for you, uh, lads. 
we're, we're, pick, we're, uh, we're picking this one, are we? We're not. No, I was just gonna. It's uh, I can I can tell you it's uh, Derry minus six. But uh, again, yeah. I just like funny enough for all their high scoring, the most impressive performance was against Cavan because I, I watched the last fifteen minutes of that and was just really impressed at how they held them off really comfortably. Mm. It was like as if oh Derry are a better team than Cavan. I know I know certain listeners won't be happy to hear that, but that was the impression I got from watching that game rather than. They had the big performance and won it, you know. It just felt like that they were a better team. So they could be one to watch this summer. And we'll definitely keep an eye on them this week to see if they get promoted to Division 2. But the one we are going to pick is Offaly versus Fermanagh. Because Fermanagh were in Division 2 last year. Offaly kind of in much the same vein as Limerick coming from nowhere. But John Mahan is there. He's a man who can do it with the smaller counties. He can do it with the bigger counties. He can do whatever he wants. So long as he wears the shorts, the magic shorts. Um <laughs> I'm absolutely just intrigued by this. It just feels like a match that shouldn't be as interesting as it is, um, but I think will be. You know, uh, John yeah. Mahan versus Ryan McMenamin. Uh, PJ, I, I think I am. Yeah, uh, a team that John Mahan managed twenty years ago. He's up, like yeah, every game, every, essentially every game is like the John Mahan derby. You know, <laughs> <laughs> given how many teams he's managed down the years, um, he like done a really good job. Like, yeah, unbelievable. I, I do, do remember. I think he probably sounded like he wasn't too sure in the beginning about you know what he'd taken on but he, he's like they've uh he was saying the other week that they've really developed a lot of strength and depth there now he's like he's not like me coming off the bench scoring three points he's like they got in their in their three games so far in the league they've got 10 points off the bench they got three wins from three um i think they'll be favorites in this game They're just, this is uh awfully trying to get back to division two into the top 16 teams for the first time since 2006 which is that's unbelievable yeah that's, yeah, a, that's, yeah. A, that's a that's a long time outside of the, the, like the top you know the, the top 16 for a, a, like a county that would consider themselves like a football county it's mm. like a, it's a long long time um i think yeah awfully i think our favorite here it's, it's quite a hard game to call like uh like for man have done okay they what one win one draw one defeat Mm, um, which was a big win and they were well beaten by Derry so that's sort of the they drew did they draw Longford I think yeah, yeah drew yes, they drew 150 to 18 points yeah I think while I uh, find myself a bit time here to consider it that uh, Offaly at home won the coin toss I'm going to say Offaly minus one yeah like awfully they've been insane with the hurling as well like they've had a sa- savage year there too like to be fair i know being from west Mead, you hear stuff going on awfully and like pj was saying there they've got players back in like in both hurling and football because it seems that a lot of times a lot of the best players in the county just weren't Irish playing because the thing wasn't being run well but mm-hmm. now like michael dying has gone in there as chairman they've raised a lot of money as well like there's been great work done in the county so like fair play to them for kind of pulling through and look this game they, they, they obviously deserve to go up after winning the three games. So you probably hope to see them get it done. Mm. And look, it is shorts weather too. So come on, we'll have, we'll have those shorts on. Uh, I'd say awfully, I'd make them slightly stronger favourites. I'd say minus two for awfully. <laughs> Gary, unbeatable. Minus two for awfully. This is, I, I'm not even counting the score anymore. The game's over. Gary's back as champion again. Don't beat him next week, PJ, because this is how you'll get punished the week after. Uh, we come back to this. Gary checking the odds before we come on air. Uh, making sure he gets the ball exact. You know, you can't beat him if he knows the answers. Uh, but uh, what, a, like, what a testament it is to Offaly and how much work Mohan has done and how much this team has gone. Even if they don't win this, the fact that they're favourites going into it, you know, it's almost like I was comparing them to Limerick there a minute ago. Limerick are six-point underdogs in this game, you know. Um, but you mentioned Michael Dignan. 
new center of excellence, the money that's been raised, the and the hurling promoted with a week to go, winning games that they weren't able to win when we had just expected them to bounce back three, four years ago, dropping all the way down to the Christie ring. And now they're back in division one, you know, where you would say they belong, especially when there's 12 teams in there. And it's just like the power of organization. You know, I know that there's a there's a certain county in the west of Ireland that is looking at awfully um a lot at the moment and the kind of work that can be done. Um but I won't I won't go into that any further for this particular show. You don't want to be airing airing that kind of thing, you know, grievances on the air. Uh relegation playoffs as we won't spend too long on them. Just stop me if there's anything you want to say. It's a Ulster Champions Cabin uh will play Wicklow. Uh they're minus seven in that one and um Longford are playing Munster Champions tip. Is there a chance that one of the one of the provincial champions could slip to division four and be ruled out of the 2021 championship or 2023 champion 2022 championships even because they won't be able to get promoted twice obviously in that time yeah i mean they they still could be in the championship if they were to reach the provincial final true of course is kind of one caveat to that but you would presume it's kind of cap that's you know it's never a given you're going to make an ulster final um like i i would expect Kevin to beat wicklow i think they would there is a my my cabin insider tells me that Garrod McKiernan has a wedding this weekend. So will he be available or not for this crucial game? I don't know. Uh, it, I think that wedding's back all the same, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would expect Kevin to win that. The other one, like, I, I wouldn't be sure about tipping Longford. I no. like there's like, I, I really would like not definite chance that, uh, Tip go down to Division Four. It's like it's very strange. Yeah. I mean, like you know, is it like a, I I don't know. Is it a hangover from like winning cha- winning like a provincial championships last year? Like maybe yeah, because you, you, you would have expected the both teams to do well. Better as well, you know. Long, Longford aren't a bad side. You know what I mean? There's there, there's a decent there's a decent middle tier of football teams mm-hmm. at the moment. You know, and you could get caught. You know, one or two bad performances, it could happen. So Tipper minus two for that. But I agree with you, PJ. I think that's one to watch. You know. Yep. And um, yeah, God, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a great position for Tip to be in if they do. And it's it's not as if Tip are massive strangers to Division Four. They were only in it a couple of years ago themselves, you know. So could happen. Um, Division Four. Then there's a Shield final between Sligo and Wexford, obviously, as we mentioned. But there is also two massive promotion games: Waterford versus Antrim. Again, talking about Offaly, talking about Limerick. Antrim are getting their house in order as well. And it's funny how when you're in a dual county, you can see it in both teams. A lot of the time, when you just do get that house in order, Antrim minus six to beat Waterford and to get promoted. They're the last Ulster team, obviously in uh, in in Division Four. They want to join the big guys, but Carlo Loud. I think a lot more people would be interested in Loud. Um, can Loud do just this mad run where they get promoted? They beat someone interesting in the championship. They run Dublin to two points or something like that. And Mickey Hart is just going. Remember me? Remember me? <laughs> Have you noticed that the loud jersey this year? Uh, you did the rankings. Have you noticed that it looks very like a thrown away jersey? It, it does, yeah. It does, to be fair. Uh, but I think that's, I think, yeah, I think that's just the nature of a loud jersey in general, though, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's very specific. I don't know what it is specifically about it, but I, I, it's something that mm. just looks very like a thrown jersey. There's less white on it than normal, I think. It's more. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that in-depth conversation anyway that's one to watch out for uh mickey hart could be getting promoted or sure look carlo are our old friends here on the site and we'd love to see them go up as well so um interesting things all the way down to division four uh this weekend the last proper round of the league the last uh one with uh real games that really matter um 
Gary, you're back on top of the world. Happy to be yeah. here. What a performance. Got every one of them spot on as well. That I won. It was actually insane. PJ, there's no, no shame in losing to the best, as they say. No, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I was turning up to meet David Clifford in the first round of the Champions League. I feel like I was, I was pretty close to the pin every time, but Gary just like, yeah. you know, Gary used me as a marker, essentially. Yeah. And, like a, you know. a good a good dart a good dart just use it as a marker for the for the t- double top okay well look we'll be back next week there is uh the, the we'll, we'll have games to talk about and do subscribe to the channel uh we'll be with you here every week um all the way through the gea season and lots of other stuff on the balls of the channel as well so do give it a follow and we'll talk to you soon <laughs>